Brother Lawrence, a 17th century lay Christian who worked in a monastery kitchen, described his practice of abiding in God. I do nothing else but abide in his holy presence. And I do this by simple attentiveness and an habitual loving turning of my eyes on him. This I call a wordless and secret conversation between the soul and God, which no longer ends. How could this work in a busy person's life? Annie shared her experience. I'm putting away groceries and the kids are tearing through the house with the bags over their heads, screaming. I can be a little frazzled, but inside I'm saying, Jesus, you are here with me, in me, around me. Thank you for food and for my noisy kids. I am not always successful at this, but I try to take Jesus with me wherever I go. We keep each other constant company. Overcoming Barriers to Abiding If abiding is the key to an unlimited abundance, why are there so few annies? I believe the answer goes beyond laziness or indifference. Many have never been taught what it means to abide. Others are hindered by damaging misconceptions, such as the idea that God doesn't really like them. Here are two more misconceptions that keep good people from the riches of abiding. Misconception number one, abiding is based on feelings. Communion with God is a relationship, not a sensation. That will come as a huge relief if you think you must have an emotional rush or sentimental feeling when you spend time with God. You won't always, and you don't need to. We understand this in our marriages and other significant friendships. My love for Darlene is constant, but my feelings for her are far different during an argument than they are during a candlelight dinner. We don't measure the depth of our relationship by our feelings at any particular moment. Abiding is an act of faith, a radical expression that you value God's unrestricted presence in your life more than any immediate sensation. If you think you must always have strong feelings in order to know you've been with God, you will go away from your devoted times disappointed. Before long, you'll say, abiding just didn't work for me. Misconception number two. We can abide in Jesus without obeying him. Jesus told his friends in the vineyard, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. John 15 and 10. We might paraphrase what Jesus is saying like this. If you want to abide with me, You have to go where I'm going. When you go your own way, you're on your own. Disobeying always creates a breach in your relationship with God. You can enjoy an emotional worship experience on Sunday, but if you pursue a sinful lifestyle during the week, you will never succeed at abiding. More for less. If you're at all like me, by now you're struggling with the basic math of abiding. It may sound a bit fishy, like one of those fast food TV ads promising more beef for less bucks. 
You're wondering how working less for him in order to spend more time with him can add up to much fruit in your life. One reason is that when you abide, God rewards you by supernaturally multiplying your efforts. I've experienced this firsthand more times than I can count. But there are other reasons why the third secret of the vineyard, abiding more, doing less, leads us to more results for God. These have to do with the benefits of abiding. What happens to us and through us when we consistently practice it.